I'm back. Let's go. Welcome to Last Chance Q with myself, Coach JB and Sean Salisbury. We will not talk over the amateur or under the expert. It's not only the X's and O's, but it's about the Jimmys and Joes. And it's not just quarterbacks. We got all the positions teaching, coaching, laughing, and joking. We're using football terminology so we can get through this faster than we we don't want to use these long terms, coach. We don't we got quick verbiage to get to the point. Last chance cute with the great legendary Sean Salisbury. What up, what up, Sean? And we're back again on this fine Thursday. Um, lots to discuss today. Uh, this will be our last day of the week. We'll be back next Monday. We'll finish up our last four teams, and then we will get into our mock draft on Tuesday. And then Thursday, we'll be doing a live show for the first round or the beginning of the first round, and we'll compare our mock draft to Mel Kuyper and uh, the ESPN Great hey, one. Why are you bull jiving? Did you see? Did you take my picks the other night on the gambling? I told you to. Remember, I told you to take the Celtics. Yeah, you did. I told you to take the Suns. But I can't bet in California on teams. Well, you can, but you can't. Does that make sense? I got to bet on players only. Well, you can, but you can't. Okay. Hey, I'm just. I, I don't. I, that's what the kids are telling me. I'm just. Don't. don't hey. Word on the street. Did you pick the over in the Suns game like I told you to? That's three-team parlay for you if you really wanted it. And then I gave you the Tampa Bay Rays who, what, hung 10 on the Cincinnati Reds. And then I gave you the uh, – I gave one more game. Oh, the Toronto Blue Jays beating the Astros in game two of that. And they did. They won four to two, and it was a one-and-a-half-point spread. But, hey, what do – hey. As you say, but what the fuck do I know? Okay, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, what what do we know? What do we? What know? do I know? Right? I I don't know. Shit, I'm just a slap dick, man, trying to get a nut. Well, if I was telling like gambling like sites, get all those gambling sites. What's the one that does McAfee show, Pat's show, Fanduel, Fanduel? What's give me some others? DraftKings, DraftKings. Bet Online does my show. Bet Online, right? We got. I knew that. Bet Online does mine for when I'm doing my show with Sager. So that you, you get all those, right? Well, guess what? Guess what? They should be coming at me with if you want me to tell your people who pick because I am a player when it comes to all sports. More importantly, college hoops, NBA base football is a no-brainer. I kill that. But I kill hoops more. I just wanted to get that in because if they're smart, they'll say, Sean, we got to sign you up. JB, we got to sign you up. I did. Hey, I thought about for the big coin. That's all I'm saying. I'm allowed to say whatever the fuck I want. I just said it. Okay. Hey, we're going to start our own betting show. We're going to start getting this shit going, man. Uh, well, I mean, if you want to win, you'll start taking my. I mean, I, get, I led you to water, bitch, and I can't make you drink. Do the, the Warriors get it done tonight without Draymond? They're going to win game three. They'll you, win game three. you think you're a goddamn savant over here? Close. I don't want to brag. It ain't bragging I, if I, it's I true. Wanna, I, I, don't, I don't want to brag. but They I, say I mean, it ain't bragging if it's true. I mean, I, I, you can just talk to anybody on my show. I'm pretty – I'm not good at much. I'm really not. I'm not good at much, but this I can do. 
What about uh big games? What about the Nets? Make you money. Next 76 is tonight. What what's the spread? Here in about an hour. We got the yeah. Nets 76ers. That's a great thing to be on the West Coast. You like at four o'clock, you got games on. I love I mean, it's, it. yeah, Sunday morning yeah, yeah. people, you're on at 10 a.m. Yeah, we're way, you know what I'm saying? We're living life out here. You fuckers are already asleep. Well, no, you're not really living life because Gavin Newsom will put a fuck that up for you in the state of California somehow, some way. But let's get back to what's the spread to Brooklyn game? I didn't even look at it yet. Uh, it's a uh, four and a half. Philly minus four and a half. I would take Philly on that one. I think this is like a this is a field this is a field uh, field goal meaning a three, but uh, this is a five five and a half point game. I got, Here's I got an interesting play. one: Clippers, no Kawhi Leonard. Of course, the load manager couldn't get this one in. He only missed six months, so fuck it. He will he'll sit out another one. Is he sitting out because he's tired? I mean, he's he can't be hurt, right? He can't. They say, yeah, there's no way. Uh, Phoenix by eight. What do you think about that one? I, I think that's a trap right there, Sean. I'm going to roll with the Clippers. There's, because a reason, I- there's a reason why it's not double digits. They know something. You're coming off an ass whooping. You were, you were beat up pretty good in game two. Take the, I'd take the Clippers. You give me those points, I'm taking the Clippers. And if yeah, you want a little fun, parlay the Clippers and Sixers together and take it from there. Yeah, I can't bet. I'm going to roll with that, too. Um, let's get into some breaking news. We got a few things. I don't know what you want to lead with because, you know, you're the big timer. You know, fuck, you're on the big network for about 20 years. Well, I'm a simple caveman, dude. I don't what understand do you, your ways. What do you What do you think we should lead with? We got a couple things to lead with. Matt Matricia. Right. Yeah. Matt Matricia going back on the dark side, defensive assistant by the <laughs> Eagles. And Coach Sirianni just made that hire today. Good uh, hire, especially since it's on defense and not coaching Mac Jones on offense. Yeah. Wise yeah. move. You got to love that, right? Yeah. Um, and then we got the uh, we got the Niners news that broke the other day, and I wanted to get your take. Uh, Brock Purdy says he can miss the entire 23 season. And now with this news being out there, you have the uh, – the news out there that Trey Lance could be on the trading block and uh, and roll with Sam Darnold as a fill-in until Purdy's back. Do you think that is uh, a real thing? Are they going to try to get some picks back from that debacle uh, two years ago in that trade, or are they going to rock with Purdy being out the whole year and rock with Sam Darnold and Trey Lance as the backup? Well, for me... I know all the potential and all the talk coming out of North Dakota State, how good Trey Lance is, and he's shown some flashes, but that's all we've seen. There is nothing over the sustained success and health that tells me he's going to be who we thought he was coming out of college. Now, he may refine that, and he may find it in San Francisco or somewhere else. Brock Purdy's the better player right now. He just is. When he's healthy, he's a better player. He proved it. Um, that's a Super Bowl roster in San Francisco. Uh, if somebody offered me – a third round, a second round pick. Let's just say a second for Trey Lance. I'd be all over it if I was the 49ers. I'd be gone. Because I don't think Trey Lance right now coming out of this, and I, I'm not sure Trey Lance is four wins better than Sam Darnold right now. Maybe a win. Maybe, hell, he may not even be a win better. Darnold may be better. Who knows? Uh, I, like I know Darnold. the 49ers like Darnold coming out of school. I like he's Darnold, been- especially in the, under some structure. He's been, he's, been a, he's been this close to being a Daniel Jones Without Dable. Right, right. 
That's oh, a great point. Stable success. He hasn't great. had that foundation or structure yet. Let's see if he gets some foundation. Great point. And, great point. and let's see what he does with. I, I bet you this dude might blow up, and everybody's gonna be like, "Damn, that could have been Sam Darnold if he wasn't a Jet and a fucking Panther." Well, we've seen it with Geno Smith when he's well coached, right, in the right system. See it with Daniel he's a Pro Jones. Jones That's damned right. Well, Tua with uh, Mike uh, Mike McDaniel's done a great job with him too. So when he's on the field and healthy as well. Now, I can tell you that you're right. Structure, it'll be the best team Sam's ever been on. And he, we know he's got great arm talent. He just got to learn to protect the ball better. And in San Francisco, you don't have to be an overchance taker. You can just make the ordinary play, and you can win with them. Their defense is loaded. They've got weapons all over the thing. With Sam Darnold, unlike the Jets you're, you're, and Carolina, you're just one of the guys. You don't have to be that guy. And in the process, you may end up becoming that guy. So, I don't listen. If you say, Sean, do you think Trey Lance skill set he might be? But Sam was held in this regard when he came out. If Sam's mentally, you know, if it gets all the clutter out of there and he goes, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure Trey Lance is a better player than Sam Darnold when he gets right down to it. But this Super Bowl roster, th- th- there's a window here, and you, you, it's a bummer. And I, with the Brock Purdy thing, uh, JB, I felt strongly about this when he when he went through this the this this owner you know it's basically a Tommy John type thing some you know I don't know if they said it's full Tommy John but that's not like tearing ligaments in your ankle or nine months normally now I'm not a doctor but the history in baseball says that's a year so when he got hurt and then people say no it's not that he'll be back by training camp I thought that's six months that's saying that now he says uh, maybe not play. So it comes to two things. If he comes back soon, guess what he's going to be in everybody? Oh, grinder and a hero. Come back earlier than expected. And But he's he's a tough kid. I, I'm going to say that even I thought if he did come back, it would be a third of the way through the season in the first place. I'm talking about even before surgery was my thought, knowing guys who've been through that elbow situation. Well, that means, and he's a better player. I, I think that if somebody offered me a second-round pick for Trey Lance, because right now his value, matter of fact, you may not even get offered that. It may be a third. I would trade him. Now, I got 40, a little bad. 49er I got- fans are going to say, what the hell are you talking about? He's better than Jimmy and all the well. Like, okay, if he's on the field, he may very well be. I'm not saying I know, I know how great he's going to be, but I can tell you this. The sample size I've seen, he's been okay. He's been done some really good things and done some things that say he doesn't look like a franchise quarterback. And then some says, oh, he looks the part. Well, um, we're now trying to increase his value so he could become trade. You know, maybe they think he's going to be great. But you'll know if they're trying to trade him, they're telling you that they don't think he's a franchise quarterback, if this is true. Not you and I's decision, if it's true for the 49ers. So if I get a second-round pick right because you ain't getting a first, I would not offer a first. I ain't giving a first away for him. He hasn't proven it. Purdy's the more productive, better player right now, whether he's a franchise guy for the long haul, who knows? He's right there where 49ers quarterbacks seem to always be, injured. And that roster needs somebody to be a playmaker. If somebody offers, like if if somebody offered a, let's say they offered Kirk Cousins in a third, let's just say for fun. If you're the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan, you jump all over that. Yeah, and you you don't look back. You do not look back. Hell, you might, you might want to make the trade if they say we'll give you Kirk Cousins for Trey Lance straight up. You might want to make that deal too. Let me give you a couple stats here. I don't think you can see that. I can barely see it. But my point is this. QB efficiency. Uh, 
Hey, Sean, I got a special guest joining us real quick. 49er Insider, straight live from the studio. You may know him, Chase Sr. What up, man? JB, Sean, what's going on? Chase, how you doing, buddy? Doing awesome. Hey, we're talking Niners real quick. I appreciate you joining us. Um, Sean just said something interesting. If Kirk Cousins was on the board straight up for Trey Lance, you do it in Frisco or not? <sighs> Man, I mean, it's tough to pass up on because I think that Kirk Cousins and Kyle Shanahan's offense, he'd be able to put forward massive production. My issue with Kirk Cousins, and tell me if I'm wrong, but what big moment has he had throughout his entire NFL career? He consistently craters in the biggest of moments. One, and you're right. See, I, I, for me, Cousins is the guy. He's the guy. Picture video games. Cousins is the guy who puts up phenomenal numbers, and you're so excited, and then in the big moment, you throw your controller against the wall on your Xbox because yep. he, he threw you like, what in the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Well, the one time that, you know, listen, his regular season, if you just now, his wins against plus 500 teams going into this year, dude, he's like 20%. He is, he is, he is, he is has not had success against great teams in primetime moments. Now, remember the throw against the Saints about three or four years ago in the playoffs to Adam Thielen? Down the seam, he made the throw, drop shot. And then the next week, it went to hell in the handbasket, right? Yep. And so with that, you say, well, he has the big moments, quite the opposite of Stetson Bennett in college, right? So I'm not a Kirk Cousins pound the table. The numbers will – Kirk Cousins is going to throw for 4,300 yards, 30 touchdowns, and then he's going to break your heart at times. But he still would know the verbiage. Kyle likes him. He can rip it. Two things that have bothered me about Cousins is the big moments. And in the past, he feels like a stat pattern where he, he wants to protect the ball, the interceptions, as opposed to throw the ball out of bounds, dude. Nobody cares about your passing percentage. I do respect him. I think he's a really good player, but he's Dak, who's Garoppolo, who's, I mean, even though Jimmy's gone for they're that group of guys in the middle that are not your upper tier and not your lower third, but that can win with you, get you to January, but can they get you to February? But for me, the one thing I know about the Minnesota Vikings defense was horseshit last year. You couldn't have won. I mean, they could score against anybody, and me, us four, us three can beat them. We could have scored on them. So in Cousins' defense, maybe just maybe this is the team. Defensively, you go to say, dude, Super Bowl roster, just don't throw the ball to the other team and don't take sacks in the red zone, and we're going to be okay. And maybe right. it is. But I can tell you this, he's better than the guys they got on the roster right now. The question is, is it worth it to you? And can he get you to February where he's only got you to January a couple times? Because he has not been a big moment quarterback at any time in his career for the most part. And that's my issue with him because can he get you to January? For sure. Can he take the 49ers on a run where they go 14-3 and three this year, top two seed in the NFC? For sure. But at some point, you are who you are, right? And if Kirk Cousins continues to fumble the bag in some of these big moments – when is he ever going to have that big moment? Because he hasn't yet. And if you're trading Trey Lance for him, that as a deal with some probable draft compensation included, it's not that bad. But in some of these big moments, is there a massive difference considering the supporting cast on the Niners, Kyle Shanahan calling the plays between Kirk Cousins and Brock Purdy, especially when Brock Purdy has a cap hit of less than $900,000 and Kirk Cousins is at $20 million. Well, I'm so only the compensation this, trade yeah. isn't all that bad, but him as a player, I'm just not a big yeah, fan. I'm only doing this, guys, if I know Purdy's not playing. Purdy should be the starter. Yeah, Trey Lance okay, has cool. not earned it. Now, this is, if you told me Purdy was healthy right now, I'll roll with Purdy, Lance, and Darnold, 
And if somebody offers me a third or a second for Trey Lance straight up, I'm trading him and keeping the other two in the building and drafting Stetson Bennett in the sixth round or whatever. You know what I mean? Whoever, or Jake Hayner. No, I'm talking about if, in fact, Purdy does not play or he shows up and we, we, we don't get him till week nine in San Francisco. For me, Cousins, the, the, I think his, what's he got one year left on his deal? Am I right? One year, one year left. left. Yep. So if the 49ers say, wait a minute, now we gave up three ones for Trey Lance. You're not, we're not going straight up for this, even though he has shown nothing production-wise, sustained production, why we should trade him for a second or a first-round pick, because they're not going to get that, at least a first for sure. So you say, okay, he's still under a rookie contract. Trade him for a third in Kirk Cousins, or a fourth in a conditional third if that third-round pick starts and plays 60% of the snaps, right? Whatever it is, then that's a fair. But if Purdy was here, I wouldn't entertain. I, w- I wouldn't entertain Cousins. I'd entertain some other situation to get assets, but I, I think that Trey Lance is stuck in the middle of this thing. I do. And maybe a, a fresh start in Tennessee, in Washington, somewhere else. Hell, even Houston, if that's the case, they're not going to take quarterback. But I don't – and it'll tell you when people say they wouldn't even consider it. If these stories are true about Trey Lance, that they want to trade him, as I mentioned to J.B. Chase, that if they're true, that is telling you that John Lynch – and Kyle Shanahan do not believe that Trey Lance is a franchise quarterback. Because you, even if he's been hurt, you don't trade those guys on a rookie contract if you still think the ceiling that he's going to bust through it. If you think he's just a guy, move him. If you think he's that guy, play it out, and let's see what happens in training camp and when the season starts and when Brock gets back. Hey, Chase, real yeah. quick. Uh, Chase, the, I heard ESPN today conflicting reports. One of them said – they think that Trey could be moved before Thursday uh, in Kansas City. The other one said, uh, I think, uh, what's, her, uh, what's her name? I forgot her name on ESPN. She Diana had- Rossini. Rossini. She said that she's talked to inside sources and said, uh, I don't see him being moved before the, the, before the draft or anytime soon after. Are you hearing anything out of there? And uh, what, is, what would you say? I mean, it just doesn't really make sense to trade Lance just because of the severity and the uncertainty around Brock Purdy's elbow, unless to Sean's point, you're getting a quarterback back, right? Because if you trade Lance away and then you're moving forward with a quarterback room with the roster that might be the best and deepest in the NFL of Sam Darnold and injured Brock Purdy and let's say a Stetson Bennett, Jake Hayner, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, you're basically curtailing any Super Bowl hopes that you have just because I don't think that Sam Darnold is that guy. But if you get a quarterback back, that's when it would make sense. And for San Francisco, can they afford to give Lance the reps, the time, the games that he needs to develop as a player? I don't think so. Brock Purdy has already started more than double the games of Trey Lance in one single season than Lance has in two years. And he's played better in the times that he's played. Let me give you two names. Would you consider – Davis Mills and a third-round pick for Trey Lance. Just throwing names out there. Or Ryan Tannehill and a third-round pick for Trey Lance. I'd go Davis Mills. Tannehill's a little bit too expensive. I think his cap is around $35 yeah, money-wise, million. For sure. That's way too much money. And Mills for... is still on his rookie deal as well. Yeah, exactly. Mills is on his rookie deal. And I don't believe that he's like a high-level starter can he be a fringe fill-in starter from time to time in a better situation no, than he's ready. had in Houston? Yeah, right. maybe a little bit. 
So the compensation there is pretty appealing because the Texans draft early in the third round. The Niners don't draft until 99. And for Lance, at some point, you know, does he need a new leash elsewhere and just a new change of scenery where he can go somewhere without all of this baggage that he's had to deal with, with the injuries, lack of play, lack of trust with Kyle Shanahan, Jimmy Garoppolo beating him out, Brock Purdy waiting in the wings as well to allow him to just kickstart his career. And then Sean, to your previous point, John Lynch had an opportunity at the NFL scouting combine. He was asked straight up, are you going to trade Trey Lance? He said, we listen to offers for everybody. If it was Patrick Mahomes, you would never, ever you know, say something like Chase, that. You'd have laughed. You, you, you would have laughed. laughed. So that you goes said, to show you they're at least open to the idea of trading him away. It just depends on the compensation. Right. And it's, here's what it tells me. And, JB, we talked about this one. Who would you take at quarterback in the early in these drafts at any time? I'll say it once again louder for the people in the back to hear. You can't just like a first round, like a top five quarterback. And if, for instance, the Texans, if you like CJ Stroud, but you don't love him, you cannot draft him second. You cannot. You got to love, you don't get married to a woman you like. You love her and you like everything a person. You don't get married to a woman you like. You may have an affair or date her or date her in college or laugh with her and go out and have fun with you and, and your buddies. And you guys are all having a beer and she's a great friend but you're more than likely not going to marry until she goes from friend to you fell in love with her. Rarely do we marry somebody we like. It's the same thing here. Your franchise is in, it depends on these kind of draft picks, so you got to go with somebody you love. And if you like a guy, pass on him. Same thing with John and Trey. If they loved him, Chase, you know this. JB, you know this. If they loved him, he would have smirked. I know I've known John forever. He would have smirked and said, these guys don't come around very often. Mahomes and Burrow and Russ Wilson in his time and Lamar Jackson's or whoever it is you got, you you don't all of a sudden say, we're answering all the calls. Well, what about your safety? Oh, we'll answer all those calls. We ain't answering the calls on this cat. When you've left the door open, they don't love him. Yeah, That's a fact, at least from my judgment, Chase and J.B., I just hey, believe that's hey, the case. Hey, Chase, before you get out of here, I appreciate you jumping on last minute. Um, yep. We're going to show a little film and talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars pick. Um, I got to ask you this. Are we kind of getting a little bit ahead of ourselves and and just just disvaluing a Sam Darnold here? Because I think Sam Darnold with structure, Sean and I mentioned before you jumped on, he has never had the foundation of a Mike, of a Shanahan or a 49er organization. I think he can be a Daniel Jones overnight with the right coaching, uh, similar to what you saw with Daniel Jones is what I mean, but getting Dayball, getting some foundational structure. Um, why are we skipping over the fact that Sam Darnold is a uber-talented kid? I've got to coach against him in high school, and I, I saw his career at SC. I think Sean would agree he's pretty damn good in college, and we all know that doesn't equate to the, to the, le- to the pro level. But we haven't seen him really with – we've seen him with four offensive coordinators, three head coaches on two shitty organizations. Yeah. I think he's somebody to, to look out for. And, Chase, yeah, I mean, along with yeah, that, real ahead, quick, Sean. Chase, to you, yeah. I want you to know you answer this. We got all this time. I'd love to hear from you. Is, is it – we had mentioned about Cousins. The 49ers don't need Mahomes. It'd be great. It'd be, if you have him, well, then book, book your ticket. They need a guy with guts who doesn't throw the ball to the other team because with those weapons – you just have to be a guy that does his thing and makes throws at the right time. Don't miss open throws where you got a chance. Because like we've said, this roster, 
doesn't ask for the best quarterback in the league, although it'd be great. It asks for a guy who's the eighth best in the league or performs like it or protects the ball, makes throws when necessary, keeps me out of bad plays, doesn't play scared, but doesn't play stupid. And if and Darnold's career has been has been he's never been on a team anywhere near this, but he also has always thrown the ball to the other team. Why? He's been a chance taker. I don't mind chance takers as long as you make the ordinary play 90% of the time, which he's got to do better at, and maybe San Francisco's that stop. Yeah, with Kyle Shanahan calling the plays in this system with the weapons around him, you don't need Michael Jordan. You need Jason Kidd. You need the point guard who can distribute the football out on time accurately because a lot of the offense is predicated on, of course, running the football with the outside zone, but also getting the ball in the hands of your playmakers in stride so that they can pick up yards after the catch. And then to Sam Darnold, from a size athleticism arm strength standpoint, I mean, he's one of the more athletic quarterbacks in the NFL. And then lastly, like, look, if Kyle Shanahan can maximize Brock Purdy, Jimmy Garoppolo, C.J. Beathard, and Nick Mullins, can he do the same with Sam Darnold? I'm fascinated to see it. And I kind of look at quarterbacks this way. You compare it to a kid who has absolutely no emotional support growing up, Parents are never there for them. It's a household that doesn't have any stability, any structure, any continuity, any consistency. Oftentimes that kid is going to continue to be struggled throughout their entire life. They're going to make decisions. They're not going to live a prosperous life because of them being shaped by their surroundings. You're who your environment is, right, Chase? You are who your environment is. Right. I look at quarterbacks the same way. Sam Darnold had Clay Helton at SC, wasn't cut out for the job, didn't have any stability or a good environment from the coach general manager roster with the New York Jets, and the same can be said for the Carolina Panthers. So if there is a place for him to be a reclamation project and tap into his potential, and if it's a coaching staff and a coach and a system to bring out the best in him, it is the 49ers. I give you Geno Smith. I give you Ryan Tannehill from Miami to Tennessee. Yeah. Now we and, and I got to, I can tell you now that Sam Darnold's arms he, he's he, Sam Darnold's better than both of them when yeah. it comes to raw ability. Period. Yeah. The question is who's going to yank it out of him and get him to the point where he's like, yeah, I'm good again. You know, fight on. Let's hope it works out for that Trojan too. Exactly. Hey, Chase, man, I can't thank you enough for hopping on last minute. Are you doing something right now, Chase, at Champ? Uh, I, I was just on Eagles live, so I signed off and uh, going to watch hey, the, hey, the- hey, We get two birds with one stone with you, man. Matt Patricia, how you feel about that? Everybody's making a big deal out of it because he didn't get along with Darius Slay, but, like, he's a senior defensive analyst. It's not like he's a defensive coordinator, a cornerbacks coach, a linebackers coach. He's just going to be there to bounce opinions and strategies off of for a young coach in Nick Sirianni. And I understand that Patricia didn't work out well with Detroit, but let's not act like he wasn't the defensive coordinator for a couple of Super Bowl teams, that he didn't come up under Bill Belichick. If Darius Slay, who's a team captain, who got brought back on a contract extension, got talked to by Howie Roseman and Nick Sirianni, and they bounced this off him, and they said, you know what, you're a team captain. We value you in this locker room. We value your opinions. You're here for the foreseeable future. Are you okay with this? Because we believe it makes our football team better. Then I don't see it as a big deal. Again, it's not like he's in this massive position, right? He's a senior defensive analyst. So 
honestly, you know, that's on the fringe of the coaching staff. I love Matt. Keep his ass away from Jalen Hurts in the offense, please. Yes, please. He's right. not an offensive coordinator. Stop it. And He's don't call Joe and don't call Joe Judge for that shit either. Let him no. do what they do their best. And Matt's in truth, Matt's been damn good on the defensive side. And he's not going to control it anyway. He's going to be a part of it. And they love to, people like to ball hog guys with experience. Yeah. Matt's got it. So why yeah. wouldn't you put him on there? An analyst means I'm making my old money. I'm not making the same money I was. So I'm trying to get my feels back into doing what I do on the defensive side of the ball. It was great yeah. stuff by you, brother. Great stuff. Yeah. No, I appreciate hey, it. And, and JB, real quick, they lost Fangio. They lost Vic Fangio, who was an well, NFL they they right? Right. And they have Sean Desai, who is a Vic Fangio disciple, but he has one year of defensive coordinator experience. So bring in Patricia as an experienced play caller, defensive mind, and coach, who, by the way, is also a really smart guy. He went to some crazy institute in college. Like, this is a social media thing that people are making a big deal, whereas I don't see it as a big deal. Hey, JB, why don't you go get Matt Patricia's coffee, bitch, and just go get, get his coffee? Why don't you do that? Uh-huh. Hey, Chase. <laughs> You you been you been you been you been fucking chugging boot beer or whatever? Uh, I had a couple drinks live today. Yes. Here's what I want you to get. What did spindle. I say that was out of pocket though? Yeah, Spindle Tap Brewery. Get some okay. Spindle Tap. Yeah, Sean, I'm I- in Dallas, by the way. So Texas proud. Oh, that's damn right. Matter of fact, I'm gonna send you some before oh. I send JB some. You're, <laughs> you're better looking than he is, man. Too. Hey, hey Chase. Yeah. Hey Chase. Sean wants to ask you about uh, Brandon Dees out of uh, Bowling Green. You know Brandon Dees? Yeah, you see that running back out of Bowling Green? Uh, I fall Bobby for Dees? <laughs> I fall for that. <laughs> JB did. All I had to do was say, ah, that running back out of Pitt. Bobby Dees. Oh, man, who shot Bobby Dees nuts? There you go. Yep. See, Chase is also smarter than both you and I, JB. He's smart. Yeah, no, he's a fucking, man. Uh, you know, That's Pennsylvania right. guy. You know what I mean? Hey. Northeast uh, elitist, I guess. Yes, a lot of nice uh, Ivy League schools up in that part of the country, JB. Listen. I know. Hey, JB. Chase, you have to hop on with us and break some film down one day. Oh, yeah, I'm down. It. Always. JB, All right, great Chase, stuff. I appreciate you. Chase, good stuff, brother. Thank you, right. man. Talk to you. Peace. Yeah. All right, thanks. He's good, Chase, man. Great to have uh, him on. Last minute, he's over in Chat Studios right there. Chat Sports. He covers the Eagles and the 49ers for Chat Sports out of Dallas. Um, look at that big old pretty bitch. Look at him. Come here, good boy. That's my good boy. That's Kilo right there. That's Kilo. Huh. Um, yeah. I gave my two a, do- a bath today. Yeah? Oh, yeah. I, fuck. That's a pain in the ass, yeah. Do you wash their asshole out with your finger? Twice. I go one knuckle deep, and they look over their shoulder, both my, the, the dogs, and say, uh, I rescued another one, dude, by the way. We didn't really? right hear that. Yeah, I'll tell you about it real quick. But I, uh, I go, I go one knuckle deep, and Kilo looks over his shoulder and says, "Enough of the foreplay. Stick it all the way in." <laughs> God, does Kilo say so, these nuts? Yeah, oh, come on, man. No, I, I no, dude. There's certain places I can't traipse. Now, if he asks me, I'm like, "Go ahead, have at it with me." But yeah, clean. I got myself. We, we brought in uh, a, a black lab, about 12 weeks old. It was being uh, abused the wrong way. If you look at JB, I'll put it on. It's on Twitter on my Sean Salisbury show page. We put it out there, but it has like four 
all the way around his neck where somebody put chain and rope, tied him up, and he, and he was so distraught that he broke out of it. And I'm telling you, it's down to the skin. I mean, it cut it into his skin where it looks like somebody put four layers of white tape around him but from a distance, but it's his skin. Cut into his beautiful black coat. He's all black. Or she, should I say, not he. She is all black. And it's so gut-wrenching to think that somebody could treat this animal like that. Broke away, ran away. A family found it, posted that this is what happened. We went and got it, got its shots, got everything up to date, healing fine, acting like a 12-week-old puppy would like nothing ever happened, tough as it gets. And You got it at your house? Yep, right here, running around right now. Kilo loves it, so we just literally – Kilo fucking with it, huh? No, Kilo protects her. Really? Takes care of her and wrestles with her all day. And by the time 9 o'clock at night hits, Kilo's done, out. You know, this dog and this dog, they I, it's almost like they came – they're different breeds, but it feels like their relationship like came from a different – I mean, from the same family. I mean, even though yeah, it didn't, dogs, right? Dogs, but, I, no. I, dude, if I ever catch somebody doing that to a dog, I can't take the punishment. Hey, Opus, uh, come here. Opus, yeah. come here. Come here, sweet girl. You calling him Opus? Oh, her. Opus 1 is a great wine. You know anything about that wine? Oh, yeah. It's a top-shelf wine that gets better with age. That's why we call this young – the young gal, Opus. Opus, come here. Sorry, hey, I heard they called you O.P. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> I called, I, I heard they called you O.D.'s. <laughs> I heard they called you O.P. What's that for? O.P. meeting Ron Howard, O.P.? Yeah. He's, he's a U.S. Look he's like a Ron U.S. Howard. O.P. You get the hell out of here. He's, an, he's a U.S.C. Trojan. Why you bullshitting? Uh, no doubt. So um, is Hank Winkler, Henry Winkler, the Fonz- yeah. Fonzarelli. But, yeah, yeah. yeah, so Rescue Dog, I know the reason I told you that, I know you're fond of it, but, man, I it's gut-wrenching to see it, but healing, and they give it laser treatment. So up to date, and we added a new one, and Kilo treats that dog like it's it's his own. All right, let's give the people what they want. They want to hear Sean Salisbury talk about these fucking draft picks, and I got a good – this is a great four teams. We got about 30 minutes to break down. Jacksonville Jaguars, I think, are a, a very uh, interesting – they sit in a very interesting place, in my opinion. Um, they're the first team to talk about. Second down today is the Giants. Third down are the Cowboys. And the fourth down are the Buffalo Bills. Four intriguing teams um, to discuss today. We got about 30 minutes. And I got film set up, Sean, for the Giants and the Jaguars. Those are the two most intriguing teams, in my opinion. The other two teams – the Cowboys and the Buffalo Bills, we don't need to see film on them. They have two very established quarterbacks that are getting a lot of money. Daniel Jones just got a lot of money. We're going to show a little film on the Giants and him, and we'll show a little film on Trevor Lawrence and uh, how he became what he became last year after the the, uh, the Urban Meyer debacle. So we got Trevor Lawrence. We already know. C.J. Beathard's there as a backup. I don't think they're going to go after a QB. They're just going to hope that Trevor stays healthy. Travis Etienne, Trevor's uh, teammate in Clemson, a great back. I think he has huge upside, Sean. And then you got some wideouts with the addition of Calvin Ridley, who was suspended for betting on DraftKings. Um, Zay Jones, I really like. Evan Ingram, they're looking at, they're looking to sign him, re-sign him. And uh, Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk's been a little bit of a rumor in the draft, in, in the trade pool, but I think he comes back. I think him and Trevor have a relationship uh, they did get rid of Marvin Jones. He went back to the Lions, so they lost a the guy there. Uh, up front-wise, Walker Little, the right tackle. Uh, Cam Robinson, the left tackle. 
And, and then uh, you you got some you got some. They lost Juwan to Taylor this offseason, I think, didn't they? Didn't they lose the, their starting right tackle, Juwan Taylor, this year? Yeah, they got Walter season. Season. Yeah. pumped up. Yeah. yeah. So so they got that. And then on defense, Sean, I mean, Trevon Walker, the Sam Backer is really good. Devin Lloyd, pretty damn good. And then I think they're going to need some say some help on at the corner spot. They got Tyson Campbell, um, I do like, and they got Darius Williams. So they got a couple guys. I think their safeties, Rayshon Jenkins, Andre Cisco. Um, I don't know. I think they can use some help in the secondary. Their defense looked pretty damn good late. They held Kansas City pretty much in check uh, for most of that game um, in a rainy situation. So uh, Jacksonville's pretty good. Where do you see them picking? Or, I mean, what do you see them going after here? Uh Offense or defense? Offensively, they're pretty damn good. I don't know. Yeah, O-line, I mean, maybe? Somewhere, I was going to say, if you want to add, I, I I would imagine they probably don't think O-line's a need in the first round. Although you can never have enough. We could say that every day about every team. Maybe as we go on, and I actually think they could use a mid you know, a third to fifth round running back to back up ETN to give him some spell. Uh, you know, what's the kid's name from Alabama? Is it Gibbs? He may not be available that like hell. He may go earlier. Is, is, isn't it Gibbs? Isn't that the, the 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 shifty back from Alabama? I watched play that I think he's a home run hitter. Maybe I'm losing my mind, but I think that's his last name. Regardless, yeah, they have one. Be. They have one one major need, in my opinion. I mean, they're the favorite in the division. Imagine this: two years back to back first picks of the draft. Two years ago, horseshit. They come in now. They have a chance to be really good. They're the favorite in the division. They should be. They got the best quarterback. Uh, arguably right now, I mean, Vrabel's really good. Doug Peterson, you could argue, is the best coach in the division. Um, but the, just think about this, though, now. The coaches in this division all got good. I mean, Vrabel's good. We know Doug Peterson's good. And the two, you know, the, the coordinator, you know, the Phillies offensive coordinator is now the head coach in Indy. And now D'Amico Ryans, who was the, the most sought after it, felt this offseason head coach candidate, not named Sean Payton, and even some thought he was the number one guy. So um, they have that. I'm going corner. I think there's deep. They need corners. The AFC, if you're going through the AFC, you better cover people. They can win their division by two games. They're good enough. I mean, they're that. I think they're far superior to anybody in the division right now because the quarterback's locked down. I, I And he's the best play caller on offense in, in, in the Doug Peterson. I'm going corner. I feel pretty strongly that secondary is it. Now, if all of a sudden some big stud falls and you're going best available, grab them. You can never have enough edge rushers. You can never have enough, you know, maybe linebacker. But I'm thinking corner right here with the depth of the corner position in the league. I think this is a need, and you need more than two of them. I'm, I'm going to lean towards corner here, JB. Corner is not a bad thought. Uh I thought the same thing. Um, corner O line. Uh, I think they can. They can. I think use. they cover both early in this draft. But it's first and third round, first and fourth, whatever their draft status is. But I'm going to go first round. I'm going to say they go on the back end and get coverage help. I agree. Um, well, I got a couple. I got a. I got a take a clip here. I want to show Sean. I want to uh, show real quick of the maturation process of. Um, our main man, Trevor Lawrence here. Um, let me make this big. That's what she said. Here we go. Here we go. Ah, shit. I hate doing this. What the fuck happened to this thing? I used to know how to do all this shit. Um, here, here we go. 
Let me get rid of this clicker here. One man band around this fucking. Yeah, where's bitch. Derek? Where's Derek today? He's uh painting helmets. Oh, okay, got it. All right, here we go. Um, here we go. So this is the fourth play that I broke down. And uh, by the way, breaking news: your boy Max Scherzer just got a ten-game suspension. That umpire, I think, has done this: has ejected people two or three times this year alone. It's really? like he's got a wild hair for the yeah yeah. He, I, I think that same umpire that ejected him has done it twice, maybe a third time this year. I I I, I thought so, and maybe I'm I don't want to misquote, but I thought I heard that or read that somewhere. Regardless, Scherzer, I, I listen. I get it. But we've got to have uniformity rules because uh, the you know Yankee pitcher uh, I think it was was it uh, Erman about three or four days ago five days ago went through the same thing they allowed him to go back in and test and then they and he he was able to go back in and pitch Max went back in came back out they still didn't like the sticky and watched him wash his hands with alcohol and he got ejected so I'm not sure what it is but you also got to look into the umpires and their agenda on this as well I'm all for fair. But if it is rosin and water, both substances are legal, regardless of the mix. We got to do better with this so there's a uniformity rule going on in the league. Subjective against objective, there's a big difference. Yeah, I I don't get it. Um, I, I, I'm out the loop on it. I'm What I wanted to ask you, though, off the subject for talking bat, for baseball, how do you how do you exceed, you know speed up this game like they've done? And then we're still pulling guys off and we're pitching the ball every fucking nine seconds. I'm just like, what are we doing here? Why are we worried about that now? So now we're trying to slow the game back down or what are we doing? Yeah, and th that process is supposed to be quick. But when a guy gets ejected, you know what's going to happen. Max Scherzer is also a fiery, in-your-face competitor. And Buck Showalter is an old-school manager. So you know that conversation when somebody gets ejected or when they're going through it is going to take 10 or 15 extra minutes. but. I'm okay with the clip the game's moving at. Step up, get in the batter's box, and let's pitch away. But there's always going to be these sidebars like this or when you have an eight-inning, an eight-run inning, and it slows the game down. But I think on average, what are we, 10, 15, 20 minutes faster right now? The Red Sox played a game two or three days ago. It was an hour and 57 minutes, JB. And last year, the average was like three hours and three minutes. So they have sped it up, and the bats are still ripping it, and guys are still getting it done. So – it's called adjust and adapt. We all got to do it. So I don't give a shit if you're a baseball player or not. You got to adjust and adapt too. But our umpires got to be better with balls and strikes early on. I've seen a lot of guys miss balls and strikes. And we've got to make sure that there's uniformity on this. What are we doing with these pitchers with this sticky substance or what they're using? Because, uh, you know, every player's different with the way that their hand sweats or doesn't. But if it's a, le a legal substance, why are we kicking them out for – if it's legal, if you can't find visible pine tar or a substance, why are we all of a sudden guessing on if we should kick, whether it's Max Scherz or anybody else out? Why would that matter, right? So, but 10 games, and I'm sure he'll appeal it and get it down if possible, but that's a hefty fine and suspension for a team that needs Max Scherzer. Yeah, no doubt. Um, all right, I, got, I broke this film down. I watched four plays in a row. Peterson's a mastermind. They stayed under center for the first four four plays. They got two first downs underneath center. They ran a power kick play. They ran an inside zone under center. Um, so they are setting it up. They got two first downs. They're setting up play action, and they're still under center. Trevor Lawrence spent very, very little time under center in, the, in college. 
Last year, Urban Meyer has him in the gun as well, like he's in college. The NFL, I, I believe it's harder to defend a team under center than it is in the gun 100% of the time. And this is the maturation I just wanted to talk about because I think their offense uh, is set for this draft, Sean. Defense, like you said, take a corner or possibly a tackle. Um, here's a little Here's a little what you're getting with Trevor Lawrence, Sean. Um, I think he's uh, – on his way to becoming one of the next highest paid guys. Special. Can do all the things you need him to do. Now he's throwing it with confidence. He's man, his ability. Time, we're we're gonna time. we're gonna start to see the, the 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 talent and the potential and ability come together. He's a really, really good player. We talk about all the great ones. He's gonna get his. They're gonna try to lock him up for a decade. You know how that goes, but he makes layers the football. He's got all the throws. He can work it sideline to sideline. Look at this throw. You know, talk, this, talk, this, about this, talk about this, Sean. Tell, tell the novice fan how hard it is to reverse out left, get back right after the play fake, and then get back and throw the ball left. And here's uh, the thing. You JB, understand what this is. Right. And what I before you run the play, hold that freeze out right now. Uh, hold it right there. Freeze it. You know, what I love about and what's hard, number one, anytime you take your eyes off the coverage, to be able to snap back and get your eyes back on the coverage is paramount so a lot of whether they're looking at the rush so you got to get your head around quickly but you also have to sell fake because five and i don't know if that's 30 or 34 linebacker you're trying to freeze them so you can get to the second level on this layered throw and this layered throw also after play action when you get your head around and have to locate coverage and you see the edge rushers they're coming outside at, at wide nines is this throw can be a 2.5 or 2 ball where you drop shot it versus trail man. It could be a 1 ball where you're throwing it through an area and it's a 30-yard rip shot. Or it can be, you know, a lot of times those are really the two layers of throws. But to be able to get your head around and locate and then decide what the layering of the ball is, it's such an urgent and, and quick uh, turnover, tur a quick change decision. And to be able to go fake to your left and turn right around, which is the easy way. But in this case, since you're throwing back left, it becomes the hard way. And you still got to sell fake and get ball handling. And boom, turns his back. Most guys with JB, most guys, I don't know about you, would actually turn the hard way originally, not the easy way, and yes. flip their hips and yes. open to his – after he makes this open thing. this way, right? That's right. You would, you would open and flip your hips the hard way so you – don't after you reverse pivot, you're just going to continue that reverse pivot where your right shoulder is going to lead you to flip the hips here. He turns his back and comes back. Uh, maybe it's his way of being comfortable, but I would normally teach a guy to flip his hips the other way. But either way, look how he locates and he's got a drop shot that he drops. Look at it. He's got to put it in right over coverage. If he throws a one ball hard, this ball's either picked or batted down. This is the perfect layering of a football coming off play action fake. And watch his head come out of this fake quick. Watch 16 fake and get your head around and locate that guy underneath. You have to. Hold uh, those guys. By design. I think it's Peterson's design to reverse out this way, only for the fact that I believe they, they know what five is doing in coverage. I think right. they know where he is. And I think this this it's kind of fucking with you when you reverse out that way because you know it's a little bit unorthodox. Oh, no, it's right. right. But even JB, even this, see how right there you got it frozen. But normally what you teach a quarterback to do after that is after you do that, you don't he wouldn't turn to his left after the fake. He'd just flip and keep and continue his rotation. He'd flip, flip this hip this way. Right. 
flip yeah. that way and come that way. But here, he watches, gets his head around quickly and knows where he's got to go. Look at the drop shot. Come on, man. That, that you can't. That you can coach all the mechanics you want. The layering of that football throw is is top shelf. And you're so right about under center, JB. To me, we do things cyclic. You know, it's cyclical. I don't want to be under center 100 percent of the time. I don't want to be in gun 100 percent of the time. I need both. Shanahan does a great job of it. Doug Peterson's doing a good job of it. Then I maximize my offense. No doubt. Now they're back to college zone read stuff. Uh, here we go. Back under center. Now we're back to play action. You know what I mean? And, and a little high there. We got the wheel route. We like to see this. We like to see that this is the conflict player, Sean, right there. And we're trying to get him to bite on this. We're trying to get him to drive on this tight end so that we can hit this in the hole, right? Yep. Right now, I would like to see him pump fake this, but I also know he's got 19 bearing down on him. So this is the throw. Now make the throw in his chest, right? Hit this guy in his chest right there and take that chin shot. There is yeah. a chin shot waiting to happen, but girls like scars. You got to make this throw when the big boys uh, do. And, JB, the one other thing to this, keep this frozen here. If he's got balls of a daytime burglar, okay, go ahead, run it through. Go ahead and get it, get back to the top there. Watch this now as they widen freeze. If he wants to throw a rip shot to about the 26-yard line, because of the – look at the leverage, the way that the corner has turned his back. How about right here? Side. Yes, he's got that throw because look at the leverage of the corner. Flat-footed underneath coverage guy at the 20 – at the 33. The, the, where the, the corner there, look at that. If you throw a rip shot now, he has to completely do a, a 360 to go get it. you got to either throw if you want it. The problem is yeah. he would add in right. Now, if that corner was facing the sideline, can't make that throw. Yeah. But a flat-footed underneath coverage guy and that now. But this one's easy. You just got to bury him with the throw and, and bury his body to 84. But if you want to take a shot at a touchdown, you got it. But my favorite thing about this, JB's watch this, freeze, is a lot of guys might have tried to bail, too, or take an extra hitch. Yeah, he, he stands, stands in there. there. You're damn right. Knows he's going to get hit, delivered. He missed the throw. He was a little looky pop pass that he could have stuck in there. And the, the, the receiver did a nice tight end, did a nice job of trying to sit down and not run to be covered. But you're right. If he looks inside and wants to, if he had another second, he'll, he, that ball's going outside for a touchdown. I can tell you that. Yeah, I agree. One more, and then we'll get to Danny Dimes and the Giants. We already know what this roster has. We'll get to the Giants roster. Um, let's see. He gets it out quick, Sean. He's got quick feet. He's got no waste of motion. I think this guy's ready to take the Jacksonville Jaguars. I would say right now they are the favorite to win the division, right? No question. I, I, it's no hesitation for me. Between the NFC South, which is not their division, and his division, the AFC South, I per personally think those are the two worst divisions in football. Now, and what should I say? Both winnable. And – the, the, the NFC, New Orleans, and will Atlanta, is Carolina with all these off-season work they got done? How, how are this the NFC South? Is Tampa going to be the worst team after two years ago being the best? Well, last year they won the division with a less sub-500 record, even though you can't go 500 anymore because we play 17 games. So, And in the AFC South, Tennessee's trying to find playmakers and a new GM. We know what's going on with the Colts. 
and coaching change and all that in person. They got to have a quarterback, and it's more than likely going to be a rookie that starts for them unless it's what Gardner Minshew until the rookie's ready. And then you go to the 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 Texans, and and who's who am I missing? Texans. Oh, and Jacksonville. The Texans are a ways away. They're about three players away from being three players away, but they're better this offseason. The quarterback and the playmaking and the great play calling, they're, they're not only the favorite. It, to me, this is an easy division pick unless somebody gets hurt. And the only thing for me Lawrence has to do is continue to develop is as long as that big body his doesn't, if there is something mechanically, just make sure you keep your feet underneath you. His base can tend to get a little wide on a finish. Sometimes you see him miss high. So he get his feet get a little, because he's got those long legs. He's got to be a little more compact, but I'm splitting hairs here because the guy can still make throws. We're going to be talking about him if this continues. They get players the way we talk about the five or six best in the league in the next two or three years. Um, the next team on the on the trading uh, on the in the draft next week is the Giants. Uh, had a good year, won a playoff game. Uh, totally uh, flipped the program, the organization. D- Brian Dable hired. They get Daniel Jones a big time money uh, bag, and now the Giants look like uh, the expectations have all of a sudden overnight, seemingly overnight, have been raised. Right, the bar has been raised. Now the Giants are expected to win a playoff game and go and win another one. They beat the Vikings last year. Now they're supposed to go beat the Eagles, the team that beat them three times last year. That's who they're chasing. Saquon Barkley's up in the air, uh, Sean. We don't know. He doesn't want to sign the the, the, the tag. Um, you, you signed you signed Daniel Jones. Tyrod Taylor's the backup there. Matt Breida, very, very good back, who had a lot of success in, in Frisco, is Saquon's backup right now. Um, and then they made a couple big gets in the offseason. Uh, Paris Campbell. Darren Waller, they improved on offense, Sean. Now, they got to improve the O-line, but uh, defensively speaking, they're pretty damn good. Um, I just wanted to get I wanted to get into a little bit of film with Danny Dimes just for a second before we move on to the Cowboys because the Giants, um, they're basically picking this spot. Um, just as we run this film, where do you like the Giants? What do you, who do you think the Giants' needs position are? O-line, you think, would be number one right now? I think O-line's obviously something they need, but I'm going to tell you, i got back-end help as well, corner and safety. I, I do. I think that they need that. And I'm going to tell you one for me that offensive coaches like because we get greedy, and Brian Dable is give me another playmaking wide receiver. Who did they, they went and got somebody this offseason. Paris Campbell, Waller. There you go, Paris Campbell, the kid from uh, Indianapolis. Yeah. So that may not be their top need, but they went and got – and Campbell had a breakout season, right, with the Colts last year, right, JB? Yeah. I think he, we, we would consider – They still got Darius Slayton. No, no doubt. They got players, but what if you get a good one sitting there? I would at least consider it, I guess, is what I'm, what I'm talking about because, once again, you know, when the Eagles had their weapons, what they do? Well, I want to go out and get A.J. Brown. So it wouldn't hurt, but I'm thinking – because the Cowboys are going to throw it, the Eagles are going to move the ball around and be and, and get after it. Washington needs to be more productive in the passing game. I, I would expect it possibly back in to help your offensive line, obviously, but I wouldn't be surprised if a safety or a corner is still a need here for them. Um, and somewhere along the line, if you're thinking how long are we going to be able to keep this great player, Barkley, who had his bust out major big season this year, if we can't afford him, you may keep an eye, not in the first round, but somewhere early in the second or third round, you may get depth at running back there as well. But I'm thinking back end or offensive line and, and a sneaky 
wide receiver get if they like the guy who's sitting there at 25? It may be too low for them to get the guy they want at wide receiver. Yeah, um, I agree. Um, Danny Dimes, I broke this down, Sean, before you got on. I, I, I broke, I got a few plays, so we were ready to go and show this. We still got to get, we got about five minutes, so we'll just have we'll, the Cowboys in the, the last two teams we're going to talk about really um, are pretty loaded and stacked, uh, the Buffalo Bills and the Dallas Cowboys. We know quarterback's not in their uh, foreseeable future. Uh, running back maybe for the Bills. Cowboys probably go, um, you know, try to get younger in a few spots, but the Cowboys are another loaded roster. So this team right here, the Giants, uh, with Daniel Jones being re- kind of having a resurgent year last year, he made throws like this, Sean, where he did not make the year before. Uh, I, I've been saying Daniel Jones is a guy to not sleep on. I think he's really, really good. I don't know if he was worth the money that he got. But uh, he did make some strides with Dable. And this is a big-time NFL throw right here, Sean. This is a a, a double slant look um, versus one high. B, b, and, and he made a great read with the backer understanding. Um, and, and he knew the coverage, and he stuck that ball in there versus NFL press coverage. Um, this is a big-time NFL throw um, that a lot of guys aren't making nowadays, right? More aggressive with his – mechanically more sound and more aggressive throwing the ball. He's always been aggressive with his feet. Two things that stick out to me. He seemed to be a perfect fit with what Brian Dable wanted to do, right? I mean, especially, you know, getting confidence back. Dable – and – I mean, dialed him up, as did Kafka, and put him in incredible situations. And he, and he answered the bell. And what he did better than he had, the one thing he has not done since he's been in the league, he protected the football. It was not on the ground. It was not thrown to other teams. You mix that in with he's a hell of a runner and one hell of an athlete. We know how smart he is. The guy took the ball. And watch this, JB, this is a perfect example. I'm not sure the old Daniel Jones would have pulled this trigger on time. Boom, take a hitch, one reset. Maybe the old Daniel Jones does what, JB? Takes a second reset because he doesn't trust it. Ball should have been caught anyway. Right. So he's decisive. He's more aggressive in the pass game, and the play caller is validating that. And it seems to me that he's getting through stuff, and then he can do this. We already know this has been a strength of his, extending plays with his feet. But now he's doing it from the pocket, and the ball is staying with his team. He's not killing his defense by turning it over. That was the number one growth in him last year, protecting the football. No doubt. Um, And that's why he got paid. Simple. He got paid. And remember going into the year, they were not sold, and they were going to let it compete. They were not sold that he was going to be it. Good, but it. Now they've paid him like he's that guy and good for him. And Brian Dable and Kafka believe in him. So this guy can play, and I think he's going to – I don't even think we've seen the best of him yet. No, I don't either. I think this is the problem, though. Their O line is 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 he's gotten two balls batted right here because he's getting pressure in his gotta face. Get a stud, right? JB, got to get me a stud. O lineman, man, they got yeah. like this this right guard right here, Sean. Can't olay that. No, especially interior like that. You can't get a free path to the pocket like that. You overstep by about two feet. Can't do yeah. it. Yeah. Um, I like what they're doing. I like all the under center stuff. Uh, like I said, he's an athlete. That, that O-line is atrocious. Like, I would argue they were the worst O-line in football. Them and the Chicago Bears had two of the worst O-lines in football. And, you know, 
this, this is meant, just something that you have to help the quarterback out with. Right, and this is what? This against the Vikings? Yeah, which was a piss-poor defense last year. Yeah. You guys are watching right now what probably was three or four in a row of Daniel Jones' toughest plays last year where he, where he didn't. This is the playoff game right here. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He did not play. I mean, this wasn't his best times, but all season long, he played out of his ass, and then in this game, they came back and took care of their business, and which got him to Philly, right? So he found a way. But early, you're seeing the compilation of plays like, okay, this he's better than this, but it's okay because he fought through the adversity and gave them a chance, and unfortunately, it uh, it didn't work for them in the next round. What Philly boat raced him the next week, I think. Uh, JB. Yeah, they beat him all three times. I think yep. maybe one close game, but yep. Um, but Dave offensive all, line would be a good solid pick here, no question. Yeah, um, I agree. Um, Cowboys are next, Sean. On the thing, anything glaring? You're out there in Houston, running back, running back, running back, running back. Listen, they did get team. Ronald Jones, a USC native, uh, I, a very good back for Tampa Bay. They do have back. Davis. Right. Tony Pollard's now the guy, right? And uh, and remember. I, I I like Ronald too, but he's a really good changeup pitch guy. He is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Third and, down, and, out the right. backfield, in the slot. Pollard has been their best back for solid two years, and the injury he's going to come back from, right, JB? So you're looking at that goes back to and it is it, it is Gibbs. I was thinking to my from Alabama. There's going to be this is a chance late. Now listen, the next two teams we're talking about these guys in Buffalo. If the NFL world is dumb enough, I'm talking about dumb enough to allow a – they devalue the running back so much and they have so many other needs to get here. If they're dumb enough to allow the kid from Texas to be uh, – to, to be John Robinson, to be sitting there, I feel about him like you feel about tight ends right now, JB. You can't – he's going to be gone 20 picks or 15, 18 picks before this. My point is somewhere in the 8 to 12 range, I think. But I, I can't fathom or 8 to 15. I, I can't fathom. But if you are the Dallas Cowboys and he's there, take about eight seconds on the clock just to write it down and put his damn name because it's a long name. Put his damn name uh, – his last name on there and Bijan Robinson and draft his ass. I can't. And if he doesn't, the next team will. That's a friggin' guarantee. No Let Buffalo Bills, this. right? Chase Senior's on my show every Wednesday. He he mentioned that the Cowboys still could sign Zeke Elliott back um, if Zeke was willing. Uh, At no a lower su- price, maybe. Uh, no suitors have came his way yet. I don't believe. Um, do you see that happening, or is that a is that a spoiled relationship? I think it happens if, in fact. Zeke's willing to, you know, I'm not just saying him, both sides got to put ego aside. And if he's willing to accept that he's no longer a starting running back for the Dallas Cowboys and wants to be the change-up guy, because in truth, it's been easy for the naked eye to see. And I, I listen, of all the backs, Zeke Elliott will jump up and knock the shit right out of you as a pass protector. And he's a great spellback. He's just not giving me 25 carries a game anymore. And Pollard's been far more explosive the last couple of years. I got a lot of respect for Ezekiel Elliott, but he's not going to be this team's number one back. If one of those elusive home run hitters falls to you, I don't see how you would turn that down. But Bijan's not going to be there. So is it Gibbs? Is it somebody else? Or are you selfish enough to say, man, we've got all this money invested in Dak. Let's go try and get another wide receiver. And JB Sneaky here now. Dalton Schultz, now a Houston Texan. Back to your position real quick. 
the one that we both love him. What if they want another tight end there? The Cowboys have always been at their best. Novacek, uh, Jason Witten. I understand depth, and it's okay to have two of them. As a matter of fact, I kind of like it that way. But, you know, Schultz is now a Texan, so the question here is, would a tight end be feasible for them? I think it's offense or maybe an interior defensive lineman. That makes sense. Somebody who puts their hand in the dirt and can control the line of scrimmage. I think that's where you go with this. Buffalo Bills, um, they're next on the clock next Thursday. Um, we'll be doing our live picks here uh, next Monday um, and getting into that. Obviously, they have Kyle Allen as a backup to Josh, Matt Barkley, another SC product. The running backs right now as it sits – is Damian Harris and James Cook, the brother of Dalvin Cook, who is in the rumors of being traded. Can Dalvin join his brother in Buffalo? And now the, the rumors are out there. Pat McAfee shared it on his show yesterday. DeAndre Hopkins told Von Miller he would like to be a Buffalo Bill. Um, I don't think you need to go after De- DeAndre Hopkins. I think you need to go get a fucking running back and make them run the football to preserve Josh Allen's career. Because if Josh Allen goes down, Sean, the Buffalo Bills are the old Buffalo Bills overnight. Right. What team did you say before that you were talking about? um, Oh, DeAndre Hopkins. Listen, if the Arizona Cardinals will take a third-round pick for him, remember they got him for a second-round pick from the Texans. If DeAndre Hopkins revitalizes his career and all that, what if Buffalo said, we'll give you a third-round pick for him, and you got him, another weapon. Okay, cool. Now, but in this draft with the first – because you're not – DeAndre's not – you're not getting a first-round pick for him. Maybe a second – you're not getting a first-round pick. Not at this stage. Maybe a third. And he's a hell of a player and revitalized. But running back, they need a linebacker. Their defense, while, it, you know, Leslie Frazier's taking this year off and McDermott's a defensive guy. They've had some injuries, even though I think they finished in the top five points-wise in defense this year. Still, JB, top five, I think, in offense and defense. So they can do both. There is no doubt I would revisit. So linebacker um, possibility. Uh, listen, if there's a great edge rusher sitting there, a guy that still play, go there's get the draft. There That's what be. I'm saying. And remember, Vaughn Miller, who's been phenomenal, Vaughn oh. Miller's coming off an injury, and he's a little bit longer in the tooth. You like him on your roster, but – can you count on 70 snaps, 65 snaps a game? I think that's a sneaky thought process here with that team there. But first and foremost. Hoyer re-signed. That was a big get. Yes, it was. No question about it. Micah Hyde is in the is in is in uh question. Uh DeMar Hamlin, uh, ironically, his back apparently cleared. And he's uh, they, 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 more than one doctor cleared him and said he's good to go. Apparently, so you so got, good, you got depth there. Um Running back, JB, I'm going to tell you what I would still do before this draft pick. I got to call the Tennessee Titans. I've said it, and I'm going to say it again. I've got to call Tennessee and say, what are you doing with Derrick Henry? Are you in full rebuild mode, right? Quarterback, are you in full rebuild mode? Maybe they draft a Gibbs in the second round if he falls there from Alabama, whoever. If you're in rebuild mode and you think you've gotten the best of Derrick Henry, but his value is still high enough for you to go steal a third-round pick and maybe a conditional fifth-rounder or whatever it is, how does Buffalo not call Tennessee on this? Now, maybe Tennessee says, we're hey, all they can do is tell me no. They tell you no. Because if you get a guy like that or a bell cow running back, 
How has Buffalo not jumped right back up to be one of the favorites? I mean, not just favorite in the East, but how are they not a Super Bowl favorite again? I I think that Brian Dayball is very, very uh, underappreciated. Uh, he leaves, and, and you can argue Josh Allen had one of his worst years. Um, he leaves, and, and Daniel Dimes gets a huge contract and has his best year. You can question that Dayball was a huge influence there in Buffalo. Does Buffalo ever get back to what they were doing? I think their only answer is to instead – they're not going to replace Dable. I'm just telling you. It's not – it doesn't exist. There's not a guy out there that exists right well, now. Kenny Dorsey's the guy right now, right? Yeah, I like Kenny, but he's not Dable. Um, he's, he's still – you know, he's still – in relatively speaking, he's still a pretty young guy in this business. Um, go get a back and make – Force your play calling. Force you to run the football and save this man and run play action and get the ball to Diggs and get the ball to these guys. Um, Gabe Davis is still pretty fucking good. You got Dawson Knox. You got talent. Um, Go do that, Sean, and force the hand of the OC by getting you a running back like Henry. Okay, let me ask you this. That's my first thought probably. has been, JB, we've talked about for, for two months now. Let me give you a little side thing. What if? I don't think it's going to happen. But what if Barkley did not, they just couldn't get it done. They just couldn't get it done. What if Buffalo called and offered their first round pick for Saquon Barkley in a third or a fourth? Conditional. I would do that over this pick because what's Buffalo going to get? A pass rusher? Like what can they get in this in this pick? A pass rusher, maybe? A pass rusher. Um you know. Uh yeah, edge rusher. Yes, you get an edge rusher there. Um but to me, running back's gotta be a top priority. I would have made every call to I would have called the Giants and Brian said, Well, do you want to move Dave? I mean, do you want to move uh Barkley if he's not gonna you know, if you're not gonna keep him long term or he's not gonna be there if he gets disgruntled? I would definitely make the call um, about Derrick Henry would have been my first call in Buffalo in December. Give him 30 carries when he's and you don't want to hit that guy. He's so big in the cold weather. I just think they need a home run hitter there. And I, I, I'm still convinced if they can't draft B. John Robinson and move up to get him or they can't get Derrick Henry or one of these other guys, then if Gibbs from Alabama, somebody like that is sitting there, I don't know how you just pass him up because – well, you could use defense, you know, like I said, an edge rusher because of Vaughn, it, it long in the tooth, but still good. I, I it's it, the pick. If it's not a running back, then it's luxury, in my opinion. There's a lot, a few different points. They're a really good team, but if you got a big back, you can trade for and or a home run hitter there. If it's not an edge rusher, I don't see how a running back's not the thought process. Yeah, I agree. Um... We ran a little long. We got through all of them. We showed you a couple game films on uh, Trevor Lawrence. Oh, we had a guest. That's okay if we went long. We had a guest. Yeah, Chase was great. Senior joining us in here, giving us some insight on some 49ers and Eagles talk. Matt Patricia goes to the Eagles. Trey Lance may be on the block for the Niners. Sam Darnold, I think, is being overlooked. I think he can be the guy. I don't think you need to go get a QB. I think you have enough in the building. Uh That's our summary for this one on this Thursday. This will be the last show of this week. We'll be back Monday on Last Chance Q, both on Patreon and here on YouTube for the next week for free. And then it's all on Patreon for this exclusive content. 
We will give you a schedule as to when we will be on Patreon, and we're going to be doing coaching's clinic, breaking down film, having coaches join the, the, the show, um, having live coaches join and being able to come on the show, ask questions about coaching tips, one-on-one, break down some film. We will be back to breaking down the Eye in the Sky Don't Lie segment, and we will be breaking down um, – <laughs> It just what? makes me laugh, man, because I got it. Don't gotta, send me Puff the Magic Dragon. <laughs> Dude. Puff the Magic Dragon. I just got to fucking, I just, I, I, we're going to get back to that. And uh, and I can't wait to do that. We're going to do that after next week's draft. Uh, Sean and I may link up and be together in Scottsdale during the draft, or we may do it just like this. Um, Sean has to go get a BBL, uh, if you guys know what that is. That's a fake booty cheeks implant. Um, I, got, pl- I got plenty of ass how it is, dude. I ain't got. I, if you give me any more ass, they'll be putting me a tight end. Okay. God damn. Hey. Well, don't did be you tell them you're going to get your. Did you tell them, don't be fucking did, transitioning on me. Did you tell them you're going to get a pedial implant? Implant. Are so you, you can go? So you can go from two to four. Are you drinking Bud Light again? God damn it. <laughs> yeah, right out of my ass. No, no. Ain't nothing wrong with the beer. I don't pay attention to logos. <laughs> hey, Nick Seriani got Matt Patricia in these. Um, how do you think these are going to stand out over there with Pat Patricia? Uh, I think that probably that Philadelphia will probably put these nuts in your mouth is what they'll probably do. Oh, okay. man. Dude, I'll there, never fall for the these nuts joke. Yeah. I don't know what happened to you. Jada in the house. Women, we got some females in the house in the chat. Love hey. Sean Watson said Micah Hyde's healthy for the Bills now. The Buffalo's going to be better. Jada, Jada's in the house, and she said, no way, a man BBL. I said, no, no way. Sean said he already has ass, Jada. Dude, I got a, I got an ass. You slap my ass. You come back and hit you four times. I got all kind of ass. Don't worry about that. Okay. Hey, I hope women like ass on a dude. Well, if they don't, they, I mean, I think a woman doesn't want a flat ass where you, you, you come by and you cop a little bit of feel when you're running, well, you know, when you're saying, "Hey, how you doing, honey?" And they don't want to hit your pelvic bone. I think just like we do. I think I think they'd like a little a little ass back there. But I got a, yeah, I got a, th- thick. See, we talk about ass, and just females start jumping in the show. I, I got a thick ass, dude. Big ham hocks for legs. Were you kidding me? Okay. What I happened to you, man? I don't know. What a happened? lot. A, a whole a lot, okay. God damn, man! I don't know what happened to you. Ever since we linked up, it just seems like it just. Oh, up. you wonder what happened? Now let's do the math here. That ain't coincidence. That the longer you hang around JB, the more fucked up you become. How's that? Okay, that's a fact. We tried to do this show, no cussing, all that shit. That shit lasted about fucking two days. Well, you because we're on the different way. You get back to 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 when we put this live on. Where are we going when you get to subscribe to it? Patreon? Yeah, Patreon. Your ass is going to go right back to not cussing, so let's go. This, hey. is, this is your cuss word. You can get a cuss word here. We go back to there. I'm going to have you on your mind and your P's and Q's, dude. Hey, Jada says she likes it firm, but not no apple bottom on a man. Right, no. Not one of those that words sitting up on the middle of your back. Oh, hell no. I don't mean that. I'm just talking about that when it's when it fills out your G, that you don't have like you know, like where your 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 jeans are like there's they're just sagging to the point where your ass can't fill them up. That's the ass I'm talking about on a dude. Not yeah. that I'm looking at the dude for me, but yeah, nobody needs one of those 
you know, ass is it's up by your shoulder blades. Yeah, you don't want to a guy. Now, for a woman, you need an it's onion. It's on your collar, wiping your ass right here, do you? Yeah, no, but but you know, like a lady with the onion ass for a woman, but you gotta have you gotta have a little a mini tadal. I get a little speed bump back there, right? Tadal. You, you don't need to have the whole building back there. Shit, where I don't want I don't want an ass where you can eat an eight feet course meal off it. Okay. Damn. You, no wonder yeah, we're not educated by ESPN, man. What no, that's you your fault. Look, what do you know about these? What do you know about these, nuts? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what happened to you, man? God damn. Well, let me. What do you, what do you know about this? I got something even better to put you to sleep. You got this? What, what do you know about these? Those are a little different gummy. What is that? That'll give you a good night's sleep. I, 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 this is what the kids, this is what they tell me. I wouldn't know. Sure, I wouldn't. Um, it's a, in case you had knee surgery, it make you feel a little bit better. That's all. That's that all. Right? Have you ever had any of these? No, I've never had these. <laughs> dude, you are, I swear, dude, you need help, bro. Hey, man, you know what Badusi is? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, and I don't no, want man. to. You know, don't. you know what Badusi is? No. Have you ever have you ever stuck your don't dad? Do your don't dad? don't do it. You don't <laughs> don't do it. Your dad's old school like my dad. Have you ever have you ever stuck your ear ear? You got your finger with some earwax and you rub that 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 little that little that little flipper on her and if she jumps out of the bed she's she's dirty. Dude, you're nasty. No, I don't you know even want to know what that is. I ain't putting earwax on some freak. Okay, hey. and I'm not watching her jump out of the bed. And, and I'm sure as heck. Not faking the funk on a nasty ass dunk, okay? Hey, that's how do, you know if I don't, they got badussy. I don't do funk, dude. I think is that I that's how you funk. know if they got badussy. I'm out, dude. If 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 funk exists, I'm gone. Okay, I'm out. Don't I ain't going fresh air mask in the sheets. Okay, <laughs> I'm done. You forget it. Badussy, badussy's no joke, man. Right, dude, would you listen? I don't need to dry heave right now. Hygiene is important to me. Quit yeah. taking me down this this doggone rabbit hole, dude. Because I got a shovel to build steps to get out. You just keep digging deeper, so you're in hell. Okay. You're right. You're right about that. I, I'm trying to keep you. I'm trying to. I keep want to bring you, you down with me, man. Yeah. Look at what you're trying to do to me, man. And no, don't give me that funk. I don't want that. It ruins my meal. I know. Matter of fact, that, okay. I'll tell you right now. That is. That's deal breaker for me, and oh, that really? and Zachleys. I can't do what? either one. The Zachleys. What? what? I can't do funky. What you're talking about? I, I, that's a deal breaker. I'm out. I don't. She could be a fifteen. If she if she smells like trout, I got to throw it out. Okay, I'm done. Okay. The other one is I can't do the Zachleys, like dirty nails and dirty toenails and all that. But I can't do the Zachleys, dude. You know, you you you've what met the somebody. What the fuck is a Zachley? Where your breath smells exactly like your ass. <laughs> God damn! What happened to you, man? Or sometimes <laughs> it's a, it's sometimes it's tough too when they got summer teeth. Uh, summer I here and summer there. Morning. Yeah. If you can open a bottle on that motherfucker, if you can open a bottle on her snaggle tooth, then I'm out. <laughs> but dude, I, I I just can't do the if you if I can't do it like bad breath, I can't do it, dude. And I'm a I matter of fact, I'm so obsessive, compulsive, neurotic. 
that okay, – well, I, let, let me just put it to you this way, dude. Uh, my next house I build will have a bidet in it because I like it clean – everything. Me, everybody. Dude, I, I'm actually – I like fucked up in the head obsessive about cleanliness. Oh, I'm not too. bullshitting now. Oh, me either. So, so don't start talking to me. Up. Don't start pick, talking to me about earwax and something that's nasty and funky. Why are you taking – dude, I was re- I'm getting ready to eat, have a beer, watch a little bit of baseball. What about okay. the NBA playoffs? You're not watching gonna, this? Yes. Yeah, like, dude, I got four TVs out on that patio, so I'm going to watch all of it, and I'm going to enjoy it. And the last thing I want to think about is funk, Okay. Okay, so stop it. I don't need to be having like dipping a fry and ranch dressing and thinking about what you're talking about. Right? Enough. I'm not even gonna have a fry. Okay, I'm 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 starting my modeling career, so I'm proteined out. I got so many stories for you. I just good share them on your damn porn channel. Leave me out of it, okay? Hey man, I don't know what happened to you. We'll be back tomorrow for the show. You know what's in you know what these are, don't you? I can't see. It's just gum. It's a total eclipse of the sun. You know what these are, right? Oh, I'll throw up. You do you know what these are? No, I'll throw up. <laughs> these are this is these are this is gum, dude. No, just fuck gum. that. They're candy gum, right? No, it's regular eclipse gum. Yeah, it's, it's candy it's, though, like right? Chicklets. No, it's not candy, it's regular gum. It doesn't have the candy coat? No. Oh yeah, yeah. The white coat on the outside, oh, yes. I'll throw up. I'll throw up. Ugh. Yeah. So you don't like these? No, fuck no, I don't like these either. Hey, <laughs> <I, laughs> you ain't gonna, you ain't gonna come fucking keep trying. You're gonna I'm, during the I'll, year. Gonna, I'm fucking getting your ass. I'll, I'll get you. I will get you. Uh, are the, are the people in there? How many people threw up with you talking about funk? Okay, stop it. Oh, uh, I can't do the candy gum. Hey, you know why I can't do the candy gum? Uh, we'll leave, we'll get out of here. On I know this thing's going on. Appreciate it. We had 120 people in here on last minute. I appreciate you guys joining. Pound the like button. We'll be on Patreon after next week. Full go. Uh, you know why? When I was young, I, my mom used to force feed me laxatives, Sean. And that is what a fucking laxative looked like. It had the candy coat on it, and it would make me throw up. That's a weird thing to make you throw up, dude. Well, it's better than well, well, because you got because you yeah, you're right, but you got that. It's because what you grew up with when the, the lax. That's a, I can understand the why you'd put two and two together, and it would like, it's like, well, let's just put it this way: when you've grown up doing that, I can understand why that would be a tough thing to swallow. No pun intended. As you get older, makes sense. Oh yeah, you, you know, like liver and beets. I can't eat liver and beets ever oh, again. I grew up eating liver and fried potatoes. I eat cold beets out of the can with salt on them. Oh, dude, I will put some beets in the refrigerator, eat them right out. I had beets two nights ago, about twenty-five of them. The full, whole one. Oh yeah, and I I grew. I haven't had it in years, but I eat. I grew up on, you know, blue collar family. Liver was inexpensive. I grew up in liver and fried potatoes, smothered in ketchup. Come on, man, I was all over that, among other things. Yeah, and that's Fried and spam, fried bologna in the mean streets. That's exactly right. I ain't bullshitting. So I grew up. Oh, while you're too. over there, while spam you're over there, spam all day long. Yeah, while you're over there eating brunch at the Four Seasons, I'm out here eating spam, fried spam four on seasons mustard and white bread, dude. Huh? There's a closer Four Seasons where you're from than there is where the fuck I'm from. I ain't never seen a Four Seasons in Compton. Have you? Uh, no, but I've seen one in La Jolla. 
<laughs> exactly. That's five minutes from you. Like, oh, your ass. Yeah, your ass. That's high rent district, brother. There you go. Not me. Hey, you're on 790 AM tomorrow morning in Houston. Check Sean out. iHeartRadio. Coach JB show tomorrow, 6 a.m. Pacific. Uh bring me on your show, man, so I can I can show everybody. Why don't you, that why don't you come on tomorrow? What time you what time's your show start tomorrow? Six. Six, eight, which is eight, eight my time. time. Eight why your time. You, why don't you come on at 7 30 tomorrow? My time, 5 30 years. All right, I'm I'm in the I'm in the office at 4 30 in the morning. Hey, so we, I mean, you'll be it's like five, it'll be five thirty tomorrow, your time, seven thirty my time. We'll keep you for about fifteen minutes. And uh FCC rules apply tomorrow, so I can't bait you into something. I may get you a D's nuts on there, but I can't bait you into dropping F bombs. Oh yeah, you know, you know. I, that's I know. Good. You've been on it before. Of course you you're pro. Yeah, uh, five thirty tomorrow. I got you on talking draft. All right, let's do it. All right, brother. Love you, man. Give me the link. I'll see you tomorrow. All right, bud. See you later. All right, guys, everybody else, I'll see you guys tomorrow morning. Appreciate you. Tune in to Sean's show tomorrow, iHeartRadio, at uh on on uh iHeart 790 Houston. I will see you guys tomorrow. Peace. The last chance cube. Let's go. And I just cannot wait to bring over 60 years of knowledge and experience to not only the novice football fan, Sean, but to the veteran football coach as well. If you love it, you better live it, drink it, eat it, smoke it, and then every now and again, wake up with it laying next to you. The premier football coaching show on the internet. I've looked forward for the longest time to be with somebody whose energy and knowledge of football and teaching and no nonsense, but understands the old game, the in-between game, the new game, and combines them all. Last chance cue with the great, legendary Sean Salisbury.